welcome back to the You Gotta Love Love podcast. This is one half of Team Allen speaking with you. I am Michelle Allen, and I'm here with my sexy co-host next to me. Hello, guys. It's Ellen. How are you doing out there? Welcome to You Gotta Love Love podcast. <laughs> I don't know what I was getting ready to say. I there. don't know either. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're a bit out of it mm-hmm. <laughs> today. It's mm-hmm. been a rough couple weeks, mm-hmm. <laughs> but we're here. And we're standing, so we're thanking God for that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, coming to you today with another episode. Today's a solo episode, so it's just us and you guys to chit and chat. Yes, um, we love these episodes as much as we love when we have guests um, on as well. So we love that time to sit down with you guys and chit and chat. So let's get to it. But before we start, I always like to you know preface each episode by pretty much saying that um, the advice or information given is based on what that person is experiencing. So for today, we give our experiences. If we have guests, our guest gives their experiences. Definitely use what you can use in your relationship and leave what you need to leave for your relationship. No love lost. Every every relationship is different. We understand that. Um, Elliot and I don't claim to be you know, licensed therapists or psychologists. Um, I am a registered nurse, but not in this area. So it is, um, my expertise is nothing to do regarding that in terms of my licensing. Um, but in terms of my experience, it is because I've been married to this wonderful man for 14 years. Mm-hmm. So I think we have a little bit of insight. You know, we're not so rookie rookie anymore. Yep. But when you mm-hmm. put us up next to one of our power couples from last week, uh, the, the Joneses, Verdell and Jeremiah Jones, were rookies in that sense. You know, we're babies compared to them being married 30 years. So um, everyone has their experiences, and that's just how life is. So definitely, like I said, take what you can take and leave what you need to leave. Mm-hmm. With that being said, well, I'm let me just let... let me say this oh, also okay. before we um, get into the topic okay. of the show, and I'll throw it back to you, um, but we just also wanted to give a great thank you to... Um, all of our listeners out there as we had come up to a monumental thing oh, yeah. um, for the podcast. So we wanted to just say thank you so much. And you can kind of touch on exactly okay. what that monumental achievement was. Right. It's a very exciting um, thing to be able to announce. We got an email maybe a week or two ago from our <clears throat> podcast host that we crossed the 1,000 downloads. Um, uh, was it milestone? Milestone for the podcast. So... Uh, we've been doing You Gotta Love Love almost one year in February, which is only a few weeks away. I think right around Valentine's Day is when we started the first episode of You Gotta Love Love. So we're almost a year in. So about 11 months in is when we finally crossed the 1,000 mark of downloads. And I I never thought that they would come. I would see the number keep increasing and increasing. And before I looked up, I'm like, wait a minute, we're hitting close to 900 something. I'm like, oh my gosh, we're getting there. And then the email came. So at this point, we're definitely over 1,000 by the time of this recording. But um, it was definitely a monumental moment to see, like, wow, you know, this is this is happening for us. You know, everybody, um, it happens different for every podcast and every host and how they do things. But um, in 2020, we're looking to take it up another notch. So mm, ten times more, ten listen. times more. So you listen. know, we, I, again, I want you have to forgive us. We're both a little bit under the weather. Yes. Um, but we want to definitely say, you know, thank you. And as Michelle said, we're looking to take it up. 20, 100 times um, more than yeah. what we have done. I, I know there's probably some people who are listening like a thousand. And, uh, you know, but at the same time, guess what? It's, it's a great uh, achievement for us. Of course. Uh, coming from where we come from in terms of not having any experience to be able to do this before and just kind of going into this thing together, first mm-hmm. and foremost, yes. and going into it head first. 
Um, so it's, it's something that's special to us right. as we look to, uh, you know, get it even more uh, variety of audience and people listening. That's kind of what the topic is going to be about uh, today. But we wanted to definitely stop and thank the people thank who everyone. have everyone who has, you know, supported yeah. and the encouraging words that we get. Um, from people who say that they listen. We really, really, really appreciate mm-hmm. everyone who listens to the show, and we appreciate um, the feedback that we get. We're going to get into that in a few minutes, so it, it, it kind of is going to be um, kind of fit together. Yeah, okay. with the topic of today. Um, but before we head on again to the topic, another time out, um, just wanted to let you guys know, if we've ever touched you in a positive way, with our podcast episode, please email us and let us know. It's you gotta love love at gmail.com. You can inbox us on um, Instagram, and the handle Instagram is at you gotta love love podcast, and we're there. And let us know how we've touched you. We would like to know, you know, we, we feel we've been blessed, and we hope that whatever information we can share, and I guess I know we'll feel the same way, what information they can share can be a blessing to someone else out there. So let us know if we've been a blessing to you so we can share that. and. It, it keeps us motivated to keep going. It keeps us motivated to keep going. So if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, please um, subscribe, rate. I think you have like the five-star system there. And leave comments. That's the only place in terms of podcasting places you can leave a comment um, is on Apple Podcasts at this time. But leave a comment. That way people can find out about us. And, of course, word of mouth is just as great. So definitely, you know, tell others when you hear something that's resonating with you. Share it on your social media. Tag us in it. Let me know. Um, you know, let don't keep us a secret. We're here to spread the love, um, light and love to everyone. So. Yes, indeed, indeed. So with that, like I said, it's, it's going to kind of flow. I don't know if I did that on purpose or not. I don't. I didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. I did not. Uh, but it's going to kind of flow into today's theme and the topic that we're going to talk about. It's kind of prevalent to us because um, we've been doing other things. The show itself, Michelle just kind of touched on it. The You Gotta Love Love podcast itself um, is going to be a part of this discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, our event, Couples Night of Love, is going to be a part of this discussion. <laughs> so... I think that uh, the, the, the topic today, not think, the topic today is going to um, reflect on how do people in modern day look at the institution of marriage? Mm. How is the institution of marriage looked upon in modern day, in modern times? Um, first of all, uh, I guess the first question on the table would be, you know, do we feel, do you feel that people look at uh, marriage differently today than they did um maybe a few generations ago uh is is there a difference there and i and i bring that up and put a lot of stuff on the table and then we'll we'll put the pieces together i bring that up because as i as michelle stated and we both stated um you know we do this you gotta love love podcast and and we look for guests and sometimes to be honest with you it's not that easy uh, for us to look for guests. This is a great time to this. I told Michelle before we went on today, like this was going to kind of hit home a little bit. We got to try to uh, be as transparent as 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 possible. Uh, one of our mentors that we we work with, Mr. Dino, he always tells me, "Don't be afraid. You got to step on some toes sometimes." I don't like to do that. Um, that's not really my style to do that. But it just may come naturally to kind of do that under this particular circumstances uh, because. As I said, we we constantly looking for guests, mm-hmm. and sometimes we struggle with finding guests, mm-hmm. and sometimes we have this conversation. Well, why is it that we're having trouble finding guests for the show? And we go back and forth on so many different things, and so I think this will kind of tie in 
to the topic. Do people look at marriage today a little bit differently than they did generations ago? Mm -hmm. So I think we have to kind of back it up first and kind of put some foundation as we like to do here uh, on the You Gotta Love Love podcast uh, and, and just in the mental conditioning movement mm -hmm. in general. Mm -hmm. So in order to do that, we have to kind of look at some precedents and say, well, what are we talking about when we say generations ago? Mm -hmm. uh, so I, I'll ask you first. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you see marriage generations ago, looking at your grandparents and looking at your parents? Mm -hmm. We've we've kind of went over that, but how do you, in previous shows, I mean, yeah, I, I know shows, in, yeah. in, in your particular case with your parents, it yeah, may not be uh, the most um, glowing light, me, right. but, but at the same time, at the same time, there still was a different element um, with your parents because they did stay together. Uh, again, not necessarily under the best circumstances. Um, but I just think that that may be different today. Mm. As it as, And you're going to speak to that. And also, like I said, from just generations ago, it doesn't just have to be your mom and dad, but it could be your grandma and grandpa, aunties and uncles. Do you What do you see growing up? as the institute of marriage. Okay, let's put so that let's, let's put that foundation okay. out there. You go well, first. One, yeah, I have to preface it by saying I am Jamaican, right? So <laughs> You have I'm, to explain exactly what that is because I not was everybody going will to, know. But you cut me off. Oh. <laughs> he cut me off, y'all. Everybody didn't know. Jesus. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, I'm Jamaican and that is a, a term um, a lot of Caribbean um, American kids have come up with whatever country their parents are from and, and those that are born here in America. So I'm born in America. I'm first generation American. My parents, grandparents, and everyone before them um, is from Jamaica. So that's where I'm com coming from. Thus, Jamaican. Okay, Jamaican American. So um, that's a culture that's very interesting on this old. Um, the females are to... I feel and what I thought I saw growing up were to be um, what's the word that I want maybe subservient I'm not sure if that's the right word but that's the word that's coming to mind subservient to the men the men um, you know like to come home meals are made um, they don't believe in uh, takeout they don't believe in reheating leftovers is not a thing for a lot of um, and I'll only speak in Jamaican but I hear I think it's a Caribbean thing as well they don't believe in um, cooking for a couple days at a time. They, they want a hot meal every day and not just one meal. All the meals must be cooked. So there's no cold cereal. There's no waffles. It has to be. And I guess I get it because when you're coming from the country and places like that where you're growing things on farms and you're killing the actual animals yourselves and all that, there's no grocery store back in the day. I remember when I went to visit my great-grandmother in Jamaica when I was a child. There was one little store across the street, mm -hmm. and I would go there just to get ices because I was always so hot. I just could not, my body could not acclimate to the Jamaican weather. So ices would help keep me cool. But, what do you mean? You saw them kill the goat up on top of the hill, and you saw it. Like, that's just what it was. Um, and she lived in the country, and this was pre-sewer. There was no, there was an outhouse. There was no toilet flushing. Um, there was no bathroom in terms of running water. You had um, you had a well, and you took the water from the well, and you took a bath in a big uh, bucket type of container, <laughs> and that's just how it how it goes. You wash the dishes in the pan in the backyard. That's how you same water from the well used to wash the dishes. 
and wash the clothes. That's how you're doing it. So it was definitely that I feel that's what I saw. Again, my parents is a hard one because they were together. Yes, they didn't divorce till I was an adult, um, a young adult, but still an adult, definitely like in college or so. Um, but I know my mom said she stayed because she stayed for us, me and my brother. Mm-hmm. Um, my brother and I never agreed with that because we said, we told you from when we were young that y'all need to split up. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what you were doing um, in doing that. But, you know, she felt that's what she needed to do. Maybe it was the right decision. I don't know. I wasn't, I'm not her. Right. I'm right. not in her position. Uh-huh. Would I have turned out differently if she did leave when me and my brother told her to leave? I, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But um, I just feel it was not the best reason to stay mm-hmm. you know because now we have our own issues that we deal with as a, adult kids of divorced parents um you feed your husband make sure you get his plate together and you serve him and um that's what i'm recollecting so uh, that's what you see for marriage back then mm-hmm. so <clears throat> um i would say um uh, for me i think that is it's let me just back it up again and and say um, I can look at this in two, in the two modules. And this is funny because I've recently had this conversation with my dad. Um, and we would, I forget exactly what we were talking about. We were just kind of talking about some of his foundation and growing up. And one of the things that he said to me, and we had never had this conversation before until like maybe like a month ago. He said to me, you know, like back then there was no fatherless homes. He said the fathers didn't leave the house. Mm. Whereas in today's society, obviously that's a tremendous problem. Mm-hmm. Um, where we have a lot of single parent households where frankly, the women are, are raising the children. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are some situations where the men are doing it too. Mm-hmm. But he said that that was just something that you didn't see every house. He said, all of my, my friends and all that type of stuff over there. My friends all had their fathers. We all had our fathers in the house. I think we were kind of talking about discipline. And we was talking about how, you know, the fathers had to be there to keep the boys in line. Like you knew you were going to get a whipping uh, if things went wrong. Mm -hmm. So that's to me is a foundation early on that was instilled in him Mm -hmm. that, you know what, you got to stay together. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, Now, he said also, I'm not I wasn't in nobody's house, so I can't say for sure what was going on. In, inside the household, he kind of even insinuated that I'm sure it was a lot of drama going on in the houses. You know, we necessarily people weren't necessarily walking around hand in hand, but but that was the foundation, I think, of marriage, and I think that's the mindset. And again, now we can debate about whether that's a good idea or not. If the situation is not going right in the home, should should you do that? That's another we may cover that today. Should you do that? But I think that it also creates a certain stick to it type of uh, mindset Mm -hmm. that we have a goal in mind Mm -hmm. um, that we're trying to raise a family and we're trying to do that as a unit, Mm -hmm. as a union. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where I would say generations ago kind of had that foundation. Right. Whether it was a right decision or not. We don't know. We could debate about that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I I mean, what my personal opinion on it is you, you can go either way. Obviously, there's certain situations that if it was completely out of control in the house where you don't have a domestic abuse situations going on, not even physical, but mental abuse where somebody was really doing things like that probably would be best for, uh, you know, someone to leave the home. But I do think that it, it plays a role having that union. 
I believe it pays it plays a role even through the rocky times. I think it plays a role for the parent I mean for the children who see that that mom and dad didn't necessarily get along, but guess what? They did accomplish things together. Especially when you do that when you're in a situation where you see a mom and a dad or a husband and a wife still accomplish accomplishing things. Mm-hmm. I think it really breaks down when you don't see that at all. Mm-hmm. Where it's just like the families is like the, the, the man and the woman are living two separate lives. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe they're not living life as a traditional husband and wife. They don't have romance and things of that nature, but they are still accomplishing things together. Mm-hmm. S- simple things maybe it's going out buying a new car or mm-hmm. we bought a house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Whatever the, 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 the family project thing is, I think that that pays um, some dividends, big dividends um, towards that structure of, family and as marriage mm-hmm. and then from my personal standpoint again I grew up in a, my parents have been married over 50 years um, now to say that it was a perfect 50 years they still call me to this day with all kinds of stuff going on over there mm-hmm. after 50 plus years mm-hmm. um, but at the same time it does mean something to me um, that they did they, they stick it out mm-hmm. you know what I mean they, they stick it out and, and that's something that's kind of instilled in in myself that <laughs> You know what? You you have to kind of stick these things out again within reason. We're right. going to talk a little bit more about that, mm-hmm. um, that piece of it. But this kind of comes up for me. This question comes up for me, as I said, because when we're trying to get guests for our show, mm-hmm. sometimes it just kind of feels like I think if some people listen to the show, I kind of feel, and this is we look at this is what we definitely can say. We're looking for feedback from people who listen to this show. Right. We want to hear, because I think that's one of the things is that we're not hearing from the couples that are out there. Whatever situation you may be in, obviously, if you're not in the greatest situation, you may not want to share that with us. I guess I can understand that. Mm-hmm. But this is where our heads are at, and we could be incorrect. Mm-hmm. You kind of get the feeling of like people feel like, well, I don't belong on there. Yes. Well, people have blatantly said that. <laughs> right. I don't belong on that show. They have said that. Like, yeah. I can't compare to the people you've had on. Which is a, which is a ridiculous, you know what I mean? Come That's on, not tr- we've true. We've had, a, a, mm-hmm. I think, a decent variety so far. Yes. Mm-hmm. Of um, people, um, whether they've been married a couple years, to thir- up to now 30 years, I think, is the highest we've had. Yep. Um, people that have had counseling, people that have had the, the love story, people that have not gone through the love story, but still somehow ended up together. So. Right. It's definitely not a, a kumbaya type of right. lovey-dovey sappy moment. Some right. people have really opened up and shared some stuff that we weren't even prepared to necessarily hear because we're like, whoa, hold on. Right. <laughs> Rewind. We can't just skip that. Right. Let's talk about that. Right. You know, how did you handle blah, 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 blah situation? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely not that. Nobody's love story is perfect. Mm-hmm. And just because I say the word love story doesn't mean it has to be a sappy one. Right. Everyone's love story is unique to them. Right. And I think like, that's part of it mm-hmm. where I think sometimes people do feel like, you know, we don't have this romantic yeah. um, yeah. story. And that would actually lead me into couples night of love. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be very transparent and talk about the process of couples night of love and the same thing and getting our guest mm-hmm. to come to couples night of love is a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a challenge. Mm-hmm. It's not something that we just say, Hey, we're having couples night of love come February the 8th and people, and just, the phones are just ringing off the hook. No. And we and that makes us it's a good thing. It's a challenging thing and a stressful thing. <laughs> but at the same time, it's a good thing um for, for us, I believe. And when I say us, I mean everybody. You know, people who listen to our show because 
it's a learning process mm -hmm. to where you have to ask the question, and Michelle and I do, at nauseum. Well, what's going on here? Mm -hmm. Why is this happening? Mm -hmm. Why is this not, people are not jumping at the, but, you know, we listen. We've been trying different things, and we really hit the jackpot, I think, this past week with it. Mm -hmm. And we've got some really encouraging things and, and uh, in regards to Couples Night of Love, and, and we really uh, put it to the metal, and, and we've pretty much sold all our seats, which is great. Yeah. Um, and, and so I'm really excited about it and I'm really excited about the couples that are going to be coming. I'm yeah. very, very excited very about, excited. you know, um, the pieces of information that we got from them. I know that they are going to really have a great time and really enjoy, um, this particular evening. So we're excited about that, but we go back to the question. Why is it that people are not taking to stuff like that? We're presenting that as wow, this is a great opportunity for a couple, a married couple, to be able to come out and honor each other. And it's just such great pushback. So that's where the question kind of comes up. Do people look at the Institute of Marriage the same way as they did generations ago? Because that's one thing I will say too. My parents, that was always a big thing with them, yeah. to go to the dance. That's what they <laughs> called it back then. The dance. You know, we're going to the dance this weekend. My brother and I would get excited because we knew like, yes! We get some time, mommy and daddy going to be gone. And they was there going to the dance. And I always remember that. And I actually, believe it or not, that's kind of an inspiration for Couples Night of Love. Because mm -hmm. I remember them getting ready. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like a big thing. You know, they got started. Like, the, dan the dance started. Where, at, like, where would the dance be? Anton's. Really? They used to go over to Anton's. Oh, yes. Wow. Yep. Anton, which is a, uh, a, catering, hall a catering hall that's still area. in existence yes, in is. the area. And it, it actually still looks great. Mm -hmm. um, but they would go to Anton's. I remember it was like, wow, I want to go to Anton's one day. <laughs> Catering Hall, and they used to go to Anton's. And this is going back some 30 plus years. Mm -hmm. But it was like a big thing, you know. And, and some of the, the DJs, they would say, I have no idea who these people are, but I remember they'd be like, yeah, Tracy's going to be, you know, DJing tonight. And I was like, who is that? But they would talk about, <laughs> yeah, Tracy's. And I think it was a, maybe it was a place called Tracy's and stuff like that. And they would get dressed. And, you know, the whole week they'd be talking about it. And it was like, that was a big thing. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And when it came back, you could tell they had a good time. It was a little, mm -hmm. you know, extra. That sounds nice. Yes, right. So that's where, for me, couples, and they would have the pictures. I have pictures of it. You know, they take the pictures of it. Mm -hmm. they, they might go with some friends or they may just go to two of them. But that was something that I drew from. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of important to them to have that time, you know. Yeah. It's like a nice epic date night. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it comes back to the question. Do mm -hmm. people still look at the Institute of Marriage that way? Do people still have that, like, I want to go out with my spouse to the dance? I can say this. A lot of times, even even in our, in our workplaces sometimes, I get it. Sometimes in the workplace, you don't like to mix that, depending on, you know, um you know, your work environment. I understand that. But then sometimes you just don't see people, you see a lot more of people doing things separately and they're married, mm -hmm. which is like, I don't really understand that so much. Like people think, I think sometimes people think we're weird <laughs> because we do everything together. Yeah. When we come walk up, like, oh God, <laughs> look at this, these guys are always together. <laughs> but to me, that's like, that's dope that's to me. You know what I mean? That's well, like the union of marriage. That's what works for us. It, right. I'm certainly not suggesting yeah. that if you don't do that, that is something wrong. Um, but I just kind of feel like that's part of it. You know, that's part of the building process of the union 
of marriage. You know what I mean? So what would you say today uh, you believe has possibly changed from a generations ago? If anything. I don't know. I think today, I think we're more distracted today. Mm-hmm. We're point. more distracted. We're more busy or busier. Maybe that's the word, busier. Um, I don't know if it's purposefully busier or we just make ourselves busier, mm-hmm. but I feel like we're busier. Mm-hmm. You know, like when we talk to our parents and tell them what our week is like, they're <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. they don't get it. It's like, what? Yeah. What do you mean? What, yeah. what do you mean you're going out again? And look, these kids got things to do. We got to run out here and do this. And I got to go here and do that. And they're like, huh? <laughs> they don't understand it. So, you know, hearing that feedback from them, I'm thinking that Excellent. maybe we are busier than when they were. Not to say they don't deal with some of the same things we deal with. I don't know what it is, but somehow it feels like we're busier now. Because right, that's very true. They do they do look at us like, my gosh, you guys yeah. are, you know. Oh, yeah, and they get it when they come here. Mm-hmm. When they come here and visit, they're mm-hmm. like, okay, you're not joking when you tell me that you're in the car going X, Y, Z. Yeah, we're mm-hmm. not home mm-hmm. most of the week until late mm-hmm. for various reasons. Um, so I would say that. And then I also say I think we're more <laughs> distracted, and I think that comes down to... Um, I'm not going to blame it all on social media, but maybe media in general. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, TV. Uh, now we have cable. Uh, we Shoot, we have more than cable now. I mean, the amount of options you have is ridiculous. When we were growing up, we only had like six to seven channels, and that was it. Yes. That was it. There was no other. That's it. Mm-hmm. Two, four, five, seven, nine, nine 11, 13, 21. Right. Okay? Mm-hmm. That's all you had. Those were the channels you had. Mm-hmm. Um, today, I don't even know what the number is, but you sure you got a couple hundred um, channel choices right. if you get a full package of cable. Right. So, and then now we have streaming. That's the new thing now. Mm-hmm. The Netflix, the Disney Plus, the, <laughs> oh God, I don't even you know sound who else. The, you sounded old though when you said, that's the new thing now. <laughs> <laughs> but it is new. Right. right. It is new right. for, for our generation. Mm-hmm. The streaming services is really new, especially mm-hmm. in the last couple of years they've picked right. up. ESPN Plus. Every cable station now has like a streaming station to go with it. Like it's it's crazy. So that keeps I think our minds distracted as well. Mm-hmm. That's that's what I think the two main things are. I agree. And then social media in, intertwines it. I agree. And the social media part of it is big. Um, just in terms of I think the, the culture of what we see and what we. Uh, perceive marriage and the union of marriage to be. We're going to really get into the meat here, I think, because mm. if you go back, and I, that's why that piece was important to talk about what my father stated in terms of the households. Because mm. back then, it was like you said, there was no social media. And, and back in his day, there was barely TV. Yep. So you can only go on what was in front of you. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, as human beings, this is why we do mental conditioning also the movement to try to get people to be individuals Mm -hmm. individuality is something that especially in our society has become more and more difficult for people to attain Mm -hmm. individuality Mm -hmm. and we really look at what's around us we're a copycat society that's just no way around that and a lot of that is simply because we're not spending enough time in the mental condition in gym and building the muscles to be able to be individuals and stand on our own stand on our own as a couple stand on our own as individuals Mm -hmm. it's very important even back then, and you know, when my father was a youngster, uh, it still was the same mentality. However, like I said, they was a little bit more limited in what they can see. So for them, it was just what we see around us. Right. That was the that was the piece for them. What exactly do we see around us? So he stated, around me, what I saw was mom and dad. Mm-hmm. 
We actually had some pictures the other day when I went the last time I was down there, which is like some his mom actually took a lot of pictures, mm. and it was crazy to see him as like you know four and five years old. Yeah. But it was interesting to see because they did a lot of things as a family. Mm. You know what I mean? They did. I mean, my father was like, "Yeah, mom, we went, we we went out, you know, to the park." And it was also, you know, it was also interesting. Even the dress, the way that they dressed, they were more formal, very formal, mm-hmm. very formal. You know, and I think all of these things go into play. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it it grooms for men. Like he had his, he was sharp. He was a little four year old kid, he got on his suits. His sisters had on the nice dresses. Dresses mm-hmm. that grooms to me maturity, mm-hmm. even at an early age, mm-hmm. and it starts to groom bonding. As at an early age, and that's what he saw around him. He said there was no, very rarely did you see one of your neighbors where the father wasn't in the house. Mm-hmm. So that started it. Now in, in modern day times, what we see around us is so much bigger. The picture is bigger because of social media. Now, mind you, you crack me up when you say modern day times. Like, is that crazy? But when we're talking about your parents, mm-hmm. that's what a fifty year marriage. Marriage, right. and then. But my father is 75. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so are we talking about going back some 70 years now? You know what I mean? Forget about the, his marriage to my mom. Yeah. I'm talking about the foundation well, that he had saying, as a mm-hmm. kid. You know what I mean? That's 70, 70 years ago years, right. that he's looking at it like That's crazy. The, the, the dads are staying in the house. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody. He was said that was unusual. Mm-hmm. Even to a certain extent when I grew up on our block. That was somewhat unusual yeah, that we only had maybe, and again, I've had a few guys on this show that, you know, on, excuse me, on Life GPS podcast that, you know, grew up in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And man, to be honest with you, there's a lot of us kids. Mm-hmm. And it was probably maybe only that I could think of three guys or girls that the father wasn't there. Mm-hmm. Everybody had two, two, you know, that was normal. Mm-hmm. If you didn't, that wasn't normal. Mm-hmm. But in today, it's not normal. This is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's yes, not it's normal if your mom and dad is both living with you. Mm-hmm. And it gets even further exasperated by just the, the images on social media, mm-hmm. I think, of marriage itself. In that we see social media and television, yes, media, so just media. media. There you go, media. Uh, correct, yes. media in general. Mm-hmm. You know, we see quote unquote fame. I don't like using the word stars. Famous people, people who are in show business, mm-hmm. and it's odd. You know, I, I don't know them personally, so I don't know what their line of thinking. But for me, just looking at it from the outside, it appears to be that they just take marriage like she's hot or he's hot. I'm gonna just we're gonna get married. I pretty much know it's only going to last two or three years, but what the hell? Let's do it. Seems strange because they get divorced so easily. And people are... Right, Mm -hmm. but amongst the people that are in the public eye Mm -hmm. to be be copied, you're seeing that to be so cavalier and so casual that you almost kind of know, like when you see two people, especially two powerhouses, you're Mm -hmm. uh, just using, using the name Tom Cruise and whoever uh he's also married another actress and you kind of know like they ain't gonna make it you just know that and that's kind of like well then that's where the pressure is for them it's hard to live your life in the limelight it's hard to live your life in the limelight and i think a lot of people have a persona that they have to put on when they're in the limelight and i, I know um 
maybe a week or two ago, Will Smith and Martin Lawrence, you know, they were on their media tour for their movie, Bad yes. Boys 3, yeah. which we haven't seen yet. Don't spoil it for us. We're trying to get there in the next week. Um, and Martin and, and um, Will were on, I think, Sway's show, Sway in the Morning on Sirius XM. And um, they did a town hall. And Will was saying how when he was younger, he, and don't quote me, but something to the effects like, he had to put on this portrayal of this is how, you know, Will Smith, you know, the Fresh Prince, right, should be. He's like, now that he's turned 50, he's like, I, I mm-mm. Right. no, mm-hmm. th- no, th- it's time to be me. Right. Will Smith, me. Right. So I think a lot of um, famous entertainers, especially entertainers, um, they have two sides to them. Yes. They have the side that they put out to us to see. Yes. Who don't know them. And then they have a side to them that's meant for their immediate family. Right. I agree. And, and that gets, and it, look, they're human beings. So mm-hmm. that gets a little bit, I'm sure, <coughs> construed for them too. Because uh, sometimes you play that certain role for, like you said, the persona. Right. And then you can't turn it off when you go home. Right. Right. Or you can't turn it off right. necessarily in your personal life, and right. then it becomes problematic. Very true. Um, all across the all across the board. But again, the filter part of it that is filtering down to those of us that are watching, and it's not just children; it's grown people who are watching these things. And I think that we that's where I feel the institute of marriage is kind of gone, mm-hmm. because people just look at it kind of like, all right, this face value, face value, just mm-hmm. get married if it doesn't work out, we're out, mm-hmm. or it just seems like people are not even going that route now uh, to get married, um, which is even more, you know, uh, of an interesting thing. Because I just, you know, listen. I think people, I don't know. I'm not sure. I see a lot of weddings that happen a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of proposals, you know, with the You Gotta Love Love podcast on Instagram. I follow a lot of love pages. Okay. Um, like Black Love Doc, Black mm-hmm. Love Marriage, Marriage 365, and... A lot of that they t- they show you other couples around the world. Um, you show they show their proposals or they show their wedding and whatever that they're posting. So I'm wondering, we need is them the rate really up. going down? I don't know. I, I, I don't them, know. I need what do y'all think? Email us and let us know. Do you feel the marriage rate has declined over the years? We obviously know the divorce rate has increased. That I think is a given. But has the marriage rate declined over the years? I don't know. I, can I, look that I would have to say, uh, I would definitely have to say that from what I can see, I would say the answer to that is yes. Mm-hmm. Because let's look at let's look at it like this: from our own peer set, mm-hmm. peers, from our own set of peers, I'm gonna be honest with you: a lot of my my, my peers mm-hmm. are not married. They're not married. So from that standpoint, I kind of look at it like, mm, that's interesting. You know what I mean? They're not, um, a lot of the guys that I grew up with, I'm not saying everybody, mm-hmm. but a lot of them are not married. A lot of times when we go uh, out to events, mm-hmm. a lot of people are there, they're single. Mm-hmm. We're doing, we're doing, we on uh, Life GPS podcast, we're doing these panels. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of single people. A lot of people that we deal with in business, they're single mm-hmm. and they're frustrated. But this is kind of happening quite a bit to where you're seeing like, mm, I, so that would be what I'm seeing from the outside. And this is why I would say, as Eminem said, please stand up. <laughs> I'm looking for people to stand up that 
You know, we want to hear from that because I think that's important because we want to hear from people who are taking that, that step and going out there and getting married because through the events that we do, I'm really asking that question. Like, mm. are people still getting married? And again, once people are married, I think when you start asking these questions, it becomes really interesting. When we talked about Couples Night of Love, like I said, we struggle with that a little bit. And for us... On the outside, Michelle and I have learned a lot because we have to kind of ask, I wonder what happened with that. We've had some situations in which we've asked couples to come and we didn't really get much of an answer. And then maybe later on, you'll find out like, you know what? We're not really, we're having a lot of problems. I'm ready to throw this cat out or I'm ready to throw her out. Is that bad? Mm -hmm. So it's kind of tough sometimes to obviously understand what's going on in individuals' households. But I also brought this up to Michelle as well. I think that when you do stuff like this, this is why it shows you again, like, I think people nowadays just don't do a lot of things together. Mm. I really think that that's big. You don't see couples doing things together. So now it's a big deal if you ask them to come on the show, Mm -hmm. come on this podcast. It's kind of, well, we got to go there together, you mean? (laughs) A couple's not of love. We have to go there together, you mean? Mm-hmm. So that kind of asks people to ask themselves a certain question. So if something is kind of going on in the household, something happened, that kind of makes people, I think, ask the question like, do I really want to go somewhere with you? And you know what? That question has to be asked. It does. But you know what? I think what happens a lot of times is it does not have to be asked. Why not? Because people are just going in the circle of life. You just keep kind of going. And so now when somebody comes to you and says, hey, Michelle and Elliot come to you like, hey, man, listen, we're doing this couple night of love thing. Now I got to kind of ask my wife this question. And if I don't, let's just, I'm, I'll take the heat and say the guy done messed up. He did something wrong. Maybe the guy's kind of, I don't want to go to her because she's still a little pissed off about whatever happened. Mm-hmm. I have to now ask her to come out on this couple's night of love. I've just been avoiding this stuff. You can't avoid it forever. Some people can. But that's not the way to live life, if that's what you're living it for. That's why I I started this off with talking about what is the foundation of marriage and what does it mean? Because that's where that answer lies. What does it mean? If you don't have that foundation of saying, we like to do things together. I'm thinking about these pictures that my father, and that's interesting as the show goes on, I didn't think about this until I'm, we're doing the show. Those pictures was very <laughs> profound that my father was showing me when I went down there. He was so excited to show them to me because it was crazy. Like I said, he was four years old in those pictures. And my aunts was, you know, very everybody in the pictures was very, very young. But it was something about watching those pictures, seeing my grandfather. He, he like Everybody's got full suits on. And, and I'm, like, I'm like, where were you guys going? We just went walking on FDR Drive. What? what? Everybody's got a suit on, and my grandmother was always dressed to the the nines. Those are the little things that people may not think mean anything. I'm certainly not suggesting. Look, I like my sweatpants, so I'm not suggesting to go out. uh, You know, um, (laughs) you know, you get dressed up like that. But I do think that those little things of doing. Going out having to get yes. yes, when we were moments. kids, I tell Creating Michelle this all the time. When we were kids, we went to the mall like every other week, every two or three weeks. We load up in the car, we went to the mall. Nothing specific to buy, 
But we would go out there mm-hmm. as a family. We go to the mall. These are things that I just think where I look at like the Institute of Marriage, people look at it differently. Because to me, that's marriage. Mm-hmm. That's family. Mm-hmm. We get in the car, we go together, we go and do this, these things. And if you don't do those things, I think that it pays a certain price. And maybe that's why we're having trouble, you know, getting people to share certain things on Couples Night of Love, come to Couples Night of Love, and on the You Gotta Love Love podcast. So for me, I'm definitely looking for people to step up to the plate and definitely be able to, you know, share with us their experiences. If this is not true for you, this is what we need. Mm-hmm. We definitely need that. Because I'm, I'm curious because, you know, these questions are coming up and I don't really have a good answer to yeah. say, you know what, I know I don't think that is true. You know, and I think part of it too, like people with couples that I love will say, like, you know, we're not, we're going through a rough patch right now or we're considering divorce. Or I, know, I remember one young lady said um, they were on the verge of divorce and now they're working oh to gosh. kind of mend mm-hmm. and, and come back. Um, so uh, totally understanding everyone is at different places in their lives and definitely does not have to be posted online for, you know, I just truly don't know when I ask you so not to be intrusive. But we're not here to say that Couples Night of Love is going to fix everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely a night just to enjoy each other's company for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Remember why you said I do for mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying that when you leave there, everything's going to be fine. No, some problems have to really be worked out and thoroughly and it takes time. Mm-hmm. But even for a couple hours, if you can leave it at the door, and just go back to what you were before whatever the issues are that you're going through, um, no matter how big or matter how small, okay? Um, then that's what Couples Night is, Night of Love, excuse me, is about. And no couple has ever left out of all the events and times that we've done Couples Night of Love now over the last two years. No one has ever left disappointed. Right. I mean, we feel we feel very proud of what we've oh, yes. done. No, no. Uh, you know, on couples night of. Uh, There's always night positive of. feedback. Like you know that we we started talking and we kept talking on the way home. Well, you know, we were talking about this and now we're planning that. You know, or whatever it is for you. But it's it's a positive experience, and that's not to say you need to be all lovey dovey and everything is all sunshine when you're going through to attend. That's not what it's about. Mm-hmm. Okay, marriage is not that. Marriage is not all sunshine. Like, that's not reality. But the goal is for you, whatever you're going through, to hopefully leave it at the door for a little while. Just like if you're going on vacation, you try to leave your problems and your issues in the airport <laughs> before you mm-hmm. get on the plane. Some people might leave it on the house before they get to the airport because that starts the vacation for them. So be it. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes when you come back, you got to pick it back up. You can't just ignore it. You do have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. But just to give your yourselves a mental break for those couple hours with a couple night of love, just like on a vacation for those couple days or whatever it may be, it's important to you to have, I think. I think. I definitely agree. And uh, like I said, you know, I think, you know, Michelle hit on some excellent points there. and But I think it's a, you know, again, it's a foundational thing for us as individuals to understand, you know, first and foremost, what that marriage is really entails. Why are we really here? Why are we really doing this? What is this union really all about? I think, you know, when we do, I'm so very, very proud of both of those, you know, Couples Night of Love. And I'm very, very proud of the You Gotta Love Love podcast because when we get guests on the show, on the podcast, I'm really 
uh, each time we do it, I really feel so good about it. Mm-hmm. You know, 20 minutes in, you're like, man, this is what it's really all about. Mm-hmm. And you get so encouraged. And I tell you what, I'll be honest with you. It's nice because I do get a little bit discouraged. That's why this is a good show to me because I want people to hear this and I want people to, again, hopefully stand up and reach out to us and, and post, you know, email, you know, put it up there for you on the Facebook handle. Give us some comments Say you know what? Yeah, we understand because me and my significant other, we're there with you mm-hmm. because sometimes we get it. But, you know, before we start the show, I'm like, oh, man, you know. We just don't see a lot of positive couples out here. And then 20 minutes in, they, these, the couples started talking like, yeah, this is this is what's up. Mm-hmm. With couples not of love, the couples that get it, they immediately have such an impact. That's what makes me excited to do it. That's what makes me excited to for that evening to say, oh, I know they're going to get this. <laughs> That's what's exciting about because it, it's like, oh, I know. All of the couples that we have on You Gotta Love Love, I'm like, man, y'all got to come. Because yeah. I know for sure mm-hmm. they will get it. Whether it's a couple that we just met mm-hmm. or somebody we knew before, mm-hmm. I know you guys will really, really get it right. and grab that idea. But, you know, it's, it's, it's for me, it's becoming few and far between. It's kind of like, I don't know, you know, what's, what's happening here? Are there people out there that don't see marriage the same way as it used to be? So that's a project that I think that, I'm going to be really taking a strong, hard look at. Mm-hmm. And I need some help. <laughs> I need some help. I need some people to definitely stand up and say, yeah, it, you know, it is out there. And I tell you. like I you believe said, it's out there. I believe it's out there. It's just where mm-hmm. are you guys at? Right. Because I tell you one thing. <laughs> the stories themselves, and we and we go through all of this on the podcast when we have our guests. I think that's where people get it misconstrued. I've even had people say that to me when talking to them about Couples Night of Love. I've had people actually say to me. You know, this would be a good time to, to, to dispel some of the rumors. Mm-hmm. I've had people say to me, like, well, you know, look, my, my, my wife and I, we're not really romantic like that. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not really what it's about. Right. You know what I mean? You know, we're not really get this great, you gotta love, love people. We don't have this great love story. But you don't understand. The story that everybody has is a love story. Mm-hmm. The adversity that people go through is a love story. The things that you go through to get to that point of where you decided you wanted to marry somebody, to me, oh man, you don't understand how powerful that is to me. You know what I mean? That's a powerful thing. When you hear those stories about how people got together, how they stayed together through things. Go back and listen to some of the episodes from season one and even the few we've done for season two of couple interviews. We always start off the interviews pretty much the same way. So each one, whichever one you choose, you're going to have some sort of an introduction foundation. Like, how did you guys start? How did you meet? Well, when you were at this stage, what were you thinking? What was going on at this point? And then you'll probably hear some surprise in our voice when they say certain things. You're like, whoa, hold on. <laughs> we didn't know this was coming up. Okay, mm-hmm. let's let's talk about this mm-hmm. and, and whatever. So I encourage you to listen back to um, any of the couple interviews that we've done on the You Gotta Love Love podcast. Right. You'll be surprised. It's, like I said, it's not mm-hmm. the shows and generally not people that are like, oh, man. I think maybe I only had like one or two people that were like, yeah, when I saw him, I immediately wanted to tear him apart. Or maybe one or two times that happened. <laughs> that happened. That was, was Joe. Yes. She did say that. Um, <laughs> she was our first guest. <laughs> I think we had, had another one, too. 
I want to say maybe Dudley and his wife. No. No, no. they didn't get along mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There was another couple. I think it was Felicia. There was another couple that was that they was saw Felicia. each other and they was, was like, oh my God. But really, really doesn't. <laughs> most of our cases, that's not how it goes. There's no like, oh my God, I just wanted to yes. take him in the back room yeah. and I want to take her in the back room. That's and not that how it goes. Me and my hubby right now. Right. We didn't have that. Right. That's Lovey not how it goes. Mm-hmm. That's not how not it goes generally. But that's the story to me that makes it great. Oh, and I wouldn't change it for the life. Mm-hmm. That's the story that makes it great. And that's the part that it builds such a foundation in people's um, marriage. And we, we've heard some stories off the air. I know one of the most incredible stories I've ever heard. We're trying to get that. I won't even mention their names. we try and get that couple on, on here. But this story, and I can almost understand it. And this story is just like crazy, like crazy. But it sticks out in my mind. The stuff that they went through to be together is just like, oh, my God. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They and to me, it's, it's not With romantic no. in the in the sense that we're thinking about it. But to it's me, it's, it's just a it. trial that is such a love story, mm-hmm. in my opinion. When, when you know you, that's the one. When you know that's the one. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that's, uh, to me, the institute of marriage. And that's what I would have to make my final determination to say that we kind of lost that. I feel that that's a, a piece that we've, in my opinion, we've lost. I, I want to be proven wrong on this Please. one. I want to be proven wrong. So I'm looking for my peoples out there, you like I said, to listen, stand up. Listen, we're open to any type of conversation. We totally understand that not everyone is going to agree with everything that we say. Um, and that's kind of what the intro that I say. But even in terms of topics and what we're talking about, you may not agree. And that's okay because that's how life is. We don't all agree. We don't all have to agree. We can agree to disagree on things. Maybe we can talk about things and maybe it can kind of persuade your thinking and go, hmm, you know, I never thought about it like that. I want to be wrong. That's what this conversation is all about. That's what the conversation is all about. That's why we ask you guys, give us the feedback. Yes. Give us the interaction. Let us know your thoughts. You know, the amount of texts that come through my phones, especially in certain episodes, they're like, girl, this say, they said, what? And who said, who? Especially when it's the panels. Yes. (laughs) When it's the panels, we get a lot of feedback. (laughs) I want to be proven wrong on this one. I do. I desperately do. Um, So please stand up and let us know. You know, and certainly if you're interested in being a guest, that's the things that we need. And and Couples Not In Love is going to be an ongoing thing. We don't have tables left um, for this one. Um, But we will be doing it again. Not sure when. Not sure when. We'll keep you updated on exactly when that's going to happen. Right. But we definitely encourage people, you know, to show that. It's not, when I say show that, not for the world to see. Mm. Um, But I just want people also to kind of do that for themselves. Mm-hmm. And to do that for their 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 marriages, and sometimes it's just the simple things. Couples' night of love was built on the simple things. Mm-hmm. You know, I kind of gave you guys a little bit of insight as I gave myself insight as to where it kind of came from. You know, I remember, like I said, my parents getting ready and going to the dance. You know, that sounds like a fun story. I didn't have that growing up, but that sounds yes, nice. That was like a big thing. Like I said they would both get ready and they go out, and you know that was like a and then we you know they would be excited about it yeah. the whole week. You got the tickets, yeah, I got the tickets, I got two, yeah, you got tickets. And that was like a big thing. They would get new outfits, you know, and go out and take them a long time to get ready. And you know, uh, when we were really young, we used to have to get a babysitter over. But then they were like, all right, you guys are old enough, you know, but don't tear my house up. <laughs> And so my brother and I was happy about that. But, you know, that was a big thing for them, you know, to go out and do that, uh, the dance Mm -hmm. at Anton's. So (laughs) we encourage people to find their own places and do those things to bring back 
you know, the institute of marriage, that union of, I think we covered this in, in our last uh, solo show. We talked about um, liking your partner. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think that's really quite with this mm-hmm. kind of going to, we'll end it on that note to kind of go back and talk about that for a second and say all of that does come down to liking your partner, the person. Mm-hmm. I think, again, to, to, to talk a little bit about media, social media, we've fallen in love with exterior things mm-hmm. and we're liking that trophy. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. You have to remember, so especially social media and, and regular TV media as well, but definitely social media. People call it the highlight reel for a reason. Mm-hmm. People usually only post the good moments. Yeah. And again, I'm definitely not saying every moment needs to be posted on social media. I use my social media that way. Not every moment is posted on social media. I will say whatever I do post, though, is nothing that I would not not show my husband. And it's nothing that if my kids, when they get ready to get on social media, if they decide to follow me, that they would be embarrassed or anything that I'm going to post. I don't flow like that. But social media is not always the real deal. Right. So you're jealous and upset and, and envious because so-and-so is in Bermuda or whatever. You don't know the dynamics behind that. You don't know the dynamics. You know what? One of my wonderful couples that I listen to... Um, Kadeen and Deval Ellis we learned about them on the Black Love documentary maybe about two years ago we didn't watch this current season so we're behind but about two years ago so ever since I saw them on the Black Love doc series I've been following them Um, they have their um, social media pages and you know they do vlogs and all that and they also have a podcast that started last year so they're fairly new to the podcast game as well Um, but they tell you and they're very transparent And they have said that, you know, there are moments that they post clips on, on, you you know, on Facebook or whatever with them lovey-dovey and whatever, whatever. And after that, they're not talking to each other. There are moments, you know, they're at a wedding and you see them dancing at the wedding, have a good time with each other and loving on each other. They've been fighting for five days straight. Right. So to say that is just to say we see the highlight reel. We see the lovey-dovey moments. We see they're at the wedding. We see they're wherever that they may be. But unless someone tells you, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Don't always be envious of what other people have. Right. Or try to, you know, copy that. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, it's a copycat. We live in a copycat society. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we just want to, for me, I would just say that I like to, you know, build minds of people understanding that the union of marriage is important and the union of just really getting to know an individual is important because that's what will carry you through um, through the years. Again, we're, we're still coming off the high of having the Joneses on. Mm. Uh, they're talking about their 30-plus years. Somebody mentioned today about the Harveys. Um, yeah. <clears throat> somebody mentioned them about them being one of their favorite couples. That's one of my favorite shows, too. Um, but I think at the end of the day, the thing that comes through, and this is, this is really interesting, I think it would be good to end on this. The thing that comes through with our Hall of Fame couples that have that big amount of years in there mm-hmm. and you heard it, it came through and I encourage everybody to go back and listen to their episodes. So it came to be through. Clear, the episodes would be for the last episodes with Jeremiah and Vidal Jones uh-huh. and in season one, Ken, Ken and Janice Harvey. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you listen to the episode, it comes through clear the light that they have for each other. Mm-hmm. Obviously they love each other as a couple, but the light that they have for each other and the early stories that they start telling, you can hear that the light for each other 
comes through. Even through the adversity, they talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Where I'm sure I don't necessarily like what's going on with you at this particular time, and you're getting on my nerves. Mm-hmm. But they like each other, mm-hmm. and that's the thing that drives the force, you know, for those 30 years that they've been married, and they're able to stay in that institution and appreciate the union. And that's what I I love that word so much when we talk about marriage, to appreciate. The union, because life overall in general is really about unions, friends, mm-hmm. co-workers, partners, business partners. Everything is all about making unions with people. And we have to really understand how to do that, because one of the most intimate unions you can have is obviously in marriage. We have to mentally understand how to pick mm-hmm. that, because it will pay big dividends. And we have to be careful of the outside influences that we see today mm-hmm. that, you know, change some of the dynamics of what we're looking for you know, um, from physical to the actual mental part of it. So mm-hmm. stand up, guys. I'm looking for my couples uh, out there who got time. It's not even about the time. You know, if you just understand what we're saying. Mm-hmm. I say sometimes when we have this conversation about mental strength, it's almost like you're speaking a different language. And I feel the same way when we have a couple in front of us that's sharing their story. Mm-hmm. It's a different language that we're speaking. And if you don't understand the language, that's when people just pretty much pull back like what what are you talking about couples night of love is ridiculous Mm -hmm. or you know you gotta love love podcast ridiculous Mm -hmm. we've had people i've had people in some of the forums Mm -hmm. that we've done that'll be like this is ridiculous we don't understand Mm -hmm. so i encourage those of us that do understand please stand up for me and stand up for the institute and the union of marriage because i know that you're out there but i think it's one of those things that we have to push to the forefront Mm -hmm. to show we are out there we are we're out here, there. We're real. It yeah. exists. Yeah. <laughs> so thank you for that. All right, guys. So thank you for being with us again for another solo episode. We hope you enjoyed our chit chat time together. I know we enjoyed our chit chat time yes. with you. And again, we're going to encourage you any feedback, any questions. If you want to be on the podcast, email us. Let us know. You got to love love podcast at gmail.com. I answer the emails like I do everything. So whether you inbox, email, whatever, it's me. So (laughs) you will be hearing directly from me or my husband. Um, And we would love to hear you. And especially if you want to be a guest, definitely reach out to us and let us know. And we can, you know, set up a call and see if we're in line. Um, You know, and if you're in in alignment with, you know, what we think would be best suited for this show, we'll have you on. We would love to have you on. So definitely give us a shout. Until next week, y'all be blessed. We'll talk to you soon. Mm.